I told you cornfields are awesome. Your ancient scholar and cool dog won't survive this time. Actually, my ancient scholar's been studying the raise the dead ability. Well, so what? So, my ancient scholar raises the dead. <laughs> I flip the pig. It's podcast time. Your wild grabber friends will talk about bear distant lands. And met the man and names a woman. The fun will never end. It's podcast time. Welcome to Oh My Glob, an Adventure Time podcast. I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And here we are, rating and reviewing every Adventure Time episode from season one all the way to the end. Yeah, in this accursed episode. This is this is a cursed episode. Yeah. For sure, my friends. Here, come, sit down. Let us tell you a story. This is our fifth time trying to record this episode. Fifth time. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I love me some card wars. I love this episode. Both of these episodes I love. Yeah. But recording, trying to record five times, don't love. No. Don't love, Matt. It's been nuts. Every time, there's been a hiccup every time we've tried recording this one. So hopefully fifth time's a charm. So, pregnant other than that, pause. How you been? Pregnant pause for, for dramatic effect. <laughs> <laughs> so, how have you been? Um, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, same. <laughs> wow, we're depressing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all right. No, um, so recently, I have been all about song mashups, I've realized. Yes, he's been listening to Racking, Racking Ball. Fracking Ball. He's been listening to Wrecking Ball, Miley Cyrus with Nightwish mix-up. If you're not familiar with Nightwish, they're like a Scandinavian metal band, like very symphonic. I, I'm, I'm lo- I, I love me some Scandinavian metal. Yes, he does. It's not even a joke. This is not a joke, people. This is like real Matt loves Scandinavian metal. Yeah, it actually is my favorite musical genre, other than like, you know, movie scores. But yeah, so I I never realized I could like a song by Miley Cyrus as much as I do. But you mash her up with um, some Scandinavian rock. I'm a happy guy. He is very happy. He's been singing it all day. I have been. It's adorable. (laughs) He was singing it in the shower and the Madman Mars song. Madman Mars. Yep. Oh, yeah. So I think last time we tried recording this, we we talked about how um, we we were listening back on older episodes of ours from like Mm -hmm. season one and two. Yeah. And like some of the things that we brought up during it, we totally changed our minds on since. So I know everybody's been really worried about this and waiting with bated breath and uh, on the edge of your seat. But I thought it would be important that we provided a uh, uh, update to our Pokemon Go status based on our 2018 rave review of Pokemon Go. Yeah, we don't play it at all anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I play it occasionally, but mostly just to like, I don't know, keep my life fresh. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could remember what the other video game reference was we made in that episode, but you've beaten... Zelda Breath of the Wild now. I did. I did beat Ganon, finally. I'm super and proud of you. Thank you. It was super fun. I had a grand time. I'd never played any Zelda games prior to this, and I loved it so much. I'm so glad you enjoyed that game as much as you did. Yeah, it was really cool. Really, really cool. I have moved on to Animal Crossing New Horizons, yeah. which has been super fun and lovely and um my niece who lives in Colorado also plays it actually both my nieces and so i visited her island yesterday and it was so fun and she's like you know 12 years old and she's just like showing me her whole island and some of the stuff these kids come up with are hilarious absolutely hilarious yeah it's it's awesome you got a cool setup in yours everything's all marioed out mhm yep i have all the mario stuff and uh it's really fun. It's 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 been it's kind of like one of those games that you play mindlessly. It's just like a collection game. Like you go and collect things and make things your own and it's it's just kind of cool. I like it. Yeah. 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 I don't normally we don't talk too much about video games, but recently we've just been playing more of them. Mhm. Absolutely. What about you, Matt? What have you enjoyed? Actually, speaking of video games, we downloaded an Adventure Time game. Yes, we did. I, I was just like, I just remembered that. And I was like, oh my gosh, we have to talk about this. <laughs> Give our review of the five minutes we played of it. So it's the it's called, what is it, Balloons? I, I don't know. But anyway, it's an Adventure Time game with balloons on, on mobile. And I, I did not enjoy it. It was literally the worst game. Yeah. So- you like don't do anything but move Finn to like the prime place to pop balloons. That's it. That's it. 
And then you don't even break the balloons. He, it, it's all automated. They do it for you. Yeah. So after that, we were like, okay, well, are there some good Adventure Time games? And so we were on YouTube, and I was l- looking up, like, you know, rankings of Adventure Time video games. I, I've got to be honest, most of the ones we saw didn't look that good to me. Mm-hmm. But nope. if I'm wrong, please let us know, because I really want to play a good Adventure Time game. I'd love to review one on the podcast. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, we're all about it. And we play, we have Nintendo Switch, and we have a PS4. Mm-hmm. And we also have a Wii and a GameCube. Yeah. I love And as wait, do we still have that? We're a PS2. Yeah, and don't we also have that first like Sega? Or is that the PS2 I'm thinking of? PS2. Okay. okay. I wish we had a Sega. <laughs> Sega. Sega. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that. I, the other game we're playing right now is Mario Odyssey, which I'm really enjoying. I, yeah. I, I'm not like crazy about newer age Mario games just because I'm nostalgic like that, but I'm really enjoying this game. It has a good blend of like the free world exploration and side scroller stuff. It like has these like moments where you do like the side scroller Mario in such a creative way. And I, it, it is mind-blowingly awesome i'm just realizing how differently we're dressed right now by the way yeah i'm dressed like i'm dying from heat exhaustion and you're dressed like it's freezing in it here it is it is so cold so today it only got to like 70 degrees or something mm-hmm. and i am frigid frigid matthew maybe it's just a difference in temperature in our different sides of the room <laughs> the last bunch of episodes we recorded from one microphone but we're back to doing two it's only 58 degrees outside according to my phone <sighs> heat wave like <laughs> Matthew, Matthew, don't be rude. Uh, the, the, the one last time also, we... what are you implying? Different sides of the room. Different sides of the room. I'm a frigid what? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not implying anything. <laughs> I, I'm trying to bring up the fact that, so like uh, over the last, like, I feel like the f- last full season, every time we record, we're trying a new recording technique. Now we're just back to basics. We're just basics. Both recording on our own computers yeah. from different sides of the room. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. I like nuzzling up next to you when we record together. I do too. Yeah. But we, we've had some sound issues. And one of the last times we tried recording, it was just so hot in this room. Oh my gosh. We couldn't do it. It was like we couldn't. 100 degrees plus. Like We no had joke. to open the window because it was so flipping hot. And yeah. I was just like, Matt, I can't. I can't do it. And I had just like shorts and a tank top on and you had shorts on and a shirt. Yeah. He refused to record without a shirt on. I'm not recording without a shirt. He felt indecent. I did. Like, I don't want to. I feel like if (laughs) listeners. They wouldn't know unless you tell them. (laughs) If if I'm recording without a shirt on, I I feel like the listeners are going to know I'm not wearing a shirt somehow. (laughs) How would they not? They're they're listening. Like, this guy sounds like he's talking without a shirt on. (laughs) How? I don't know. My vocal cords become more like fluid and aerodynamic. (laughs) Aerodynamic. What? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> also, <laughs> um, so I have a confession. What? Yeah. I, up until this week, had never seen Rick and Morty. Yeah. Yeah, we had to talk about this, Matt. Mm-hmm. So we have been binging. Binging about. We've been binging the four seasons of Rick and Morty, and uh, we just watched the first episode of season five. Yeah, what are you thinking of uh, Rick and Morty? Um, I I am sad that I have been going without the Rick and the Mort. Mm. Yeah, for so long. Like it, I had this opinion of Rick and Morty based on the people that watch Rick and Morty. Yeah. Uh, the Rick and Morty fandom has not I, made wait, a good wait, wait, name wait, wait. for itself. Some of the people I know who like worship Rick and Morty that are just nefarious <laughs> beings. So these are the Rick and Morty fans that like rioted over Szechuan sauce. Yeah. Kind of yeah. I guess. I don't want to cast any judgment. I'm just saying, as I cast judgment, that I am sad that I never watched this. I made some assumptions. I was wrong. And uh, I love Rick and Morty. I think it's fabulous show it is definitely a mature show <laughs> mm-hmm. not appropriate for all listeners but uh it was it's been entertaining to say it, the least. it feels appropriate to bring that up in this podcast because a lot of the talent involved in rick and morty has worked on adventure time mm-hmm. yeah like yeah, the guy yeah. who does the voices of rick and morty does the voice of lemon grab it is so funny to hear him and be reminded of lemon grab yeah 
and like come back to that like nostalgic feeling for Adventure Time. The other thing I think is interesting is how there's like one or two episodes that were like, oh, Adventure Time did that better. You yeah. Know? Yeah. There there have been for sure. Yeah. I mean, it was good. Anyway, long story short, I, I've been watching that with Matthew and we like it. Yeah. The, it's kind of weird. Like, uh, so I know Tom Kenny from Adventure Time and SpongeBob mostly. So, you know, in Adventure Time, he's Ice King and he's SpongeBob SquarePants. But then hearing him and Rick and Morty swearing, it makes me uncomfortable. I'm like, oh, no, that's Tom Kenny. <laughs> oh, that's funny to me. That's squanchy. Yeah. <laughs> He's a lot of characters in Rick and Morty. Yes, he is. And I'm also impressed with how many guest vocalists they have. Yeah. Like, almost every episode has somebody who is either a renowned vocalist or... Someone who is a celebrity, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, a- a- actor. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, excuse me for making gross noises over here. I have allergy problems. Okay. So, anyway, these two episodes are pretty rad that we have talking about. We're really excited about it. Um, so, depending on where you watch them, uh, Princess Cookie comes first in some places, and Card Words come first in other places. We're going to review them, Princess Cookie first, then Card Wars. Um, and uh, we're going to go from there. Does yeah. that sound good? For sure. Yeah, this way we end it with a bang. Card Wars is awesome. Yeah. Card Wars, FYI, both these episodes are phenomenal. And also, if you haven't watched them, stop this podcast. Go watch them. Come back and watch, like, listen to the rest of it so you can be as informed as possible? Question mark? Sounds all right. I'm sure everybody listening to this episode. Sentence, but uh, excited about these because they are so flipping rad. I agree. All right. With that said, let's get on. Let's do it. So, episode season four, episode thirteen, Princess Cookie, IMDb rating of eight point six, ninety one overall. Directed by Larry Leechlider, Nate Cash, written and storyboarded by Tom Herpich and Skylar Page. Original air date was on June 25th, 2012, and unknown amount of U.S. viewers in the millions. All right. And the title card shows Princess Cookie as a little baby Princess Cookie. Baby. Holding a, I forgot the word for this thing again. Scepter. A scepter with uh, like an ice cream sundae, or a banana split on You know, top of I it. love ice cream. I didn't even know like people actually ate banana splits, before I met you. Like, I thought that was, that was just, like, a thing. Yeah, I like banana in splits. In the movies. And I was really surprised one time you made a banana split, because we have ice cream in our house. We love ice cream. We're ice cream fans, if you mm-hmm. could, one might say. Um, yeah, banana splits. Don't like them. Yeah. I don't want banana touching my ice cream. I have grown to not like them as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. I think it was just, like, as a kid, it's like, oh, banana split. That's, like, ice cream royalty. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> ice cream grocery. Maybe ice cream royalty plays into this title card. Maybe. You know, Princess Cookie. Anyway, Princess Cookie is sitting on a fancy pillow. That's purple, which is the color of royalty. Yep. Everything is royal about this. And he's got, like, these glistening, happy anime eyes. And the Princess Cookie font are cookies. Yeah, it's spelled in cookies. Love it. On to the synopsis, the story begins with Princess Bubblegum. Finn and Jake are barricaded behind banana guards uh, during a hostage crisis. Princess Bubblegum attempts to negotiate with a cookie, the hostage taker, by offering him a large cowboy hat instead of her crown as ransom. He refuses to take the offer and adds that he will only give up the hostages for her royal crown. Yeah. So Princess Bubblegum then proceeds to call the banana guard, but Jake stops her and says that he and Finn could sneak in and help. So Jake says that he wants to be a, a mailman, and Finn replies that he could be a shadow, like literally his shadow. Like he's he's gonna dress in black and follow him on the ground. And I would have to say this was probably the best part of this episode. The was the shadow. Yes, Finn being a freaking shadow. It was hilarious. Finn is on top of his game in this. Totally, episode. it's so good. So Princess Bubblegum replies that Jake looks more like a milkman. She's like, "Nah, you're gonna be a milkman." And Jake's like, ah, fine. So Jake and Finn then put on their costumes and go inside to take control. When the cookie asks who he is, Jake explains that he is the milkman tasked with delivering milk to all the hostages. The hostage taker lets him in. Inside, Finn informs Jake of his plan. After Jake gives out bottles of milk, Finn tells him to yell out, Alvin's hot juice box! To confuse the hostage taker when throwing the milk at the cookie at the last hostage delivery. 
So this plan was soon rendered useless because the cookie has backups. His chocolate chips, they literally hop out of his body and have minds of their own. Which is so crazy and awesome and neat. Also, at what point do the chips become sentient? That's what I want to know. I just thought about that. And because when he was a little guy, he had chips. Mm -hmm. Were they sentient then? I don't know. Probably. So Finn then proceeds to the back room to dispose of the chocolate chips while Jake asks the cookie what's wrong. So the cookie then reveals that he lived in the candy orphanage where the orphans were always depressed. Which is super sad. And the orphanage is like really sad. Really sad. Yeah. They're like sitting there watching TV and it's hot. And anyway, one day PB came and cheered up the orphans when she asked Baby Snaps, which was the name of the cookie uh, said he was referred to as. Uh, what he wants to be, he replied, I want to be a princess. He then reveals that he said that so he could cheer up and help children. When Princess Bubblegum heard this, she giggled, thinking his response was cute. So he, he feels like super deflated by that. So he took it seriously, and it's an insult to him. So the scene then flashes forward to the present, and in an attempt to console Baby Snaps, Jake tells Baby Snaps that Princess Bubblegum did not let him be a mailman, but instead made him be a milkman. Then the story flashes to the storeroom where Chocolate Chip is seen turning out a children's nightlight that Finn left there as a trap. So then you see Finn above, like, ambushing the chocolate chip, screaming, Alvin's hot juice box! It's so funny. It's great. Yeah, it was so great. I think that was, like, the best, like, one of the best parts of the episode. And, like, um, it was, like, one of those little um, nightlight worms that mm-hmm. was just, like, sitting in the middle of the of the room. And he's like, Alvin's hot juice! And it was so Yeah, funny. it's great. It's scary, Finn. Yep, it was great. Um, Baby Snaps is then seen radioing the chocolate chips, but all of them are knocked unconscious as Finn has taken them all out. The cookie then throws the radio on the ground, crushing it and screaming, I'm about to flip out, man, and take that crown! After seeing this, Jake replies that he does not have have to be in the Candy Kingdom. He can leave and start a cookie kingdom and be Princess Cookie. Yeah, by the way, how come, like, at the beginning, Princess Bulgum's like, okay, well, I'll give you a cowboy hat, but you're not going to take my crown. Why can't she just give him a crown, not her crown? Right, because, yeah, I know. I, It's like a power play. Yeah, it is. So Baby Snaps is surprised by this and calms down. Jake then exits the market and asks Bubblegum for a horse so Princess Cookie can leave. And Bubblegum says no and says that he's a criminal that must be put in jail for the rest of his life. Pretty harsh. Totally. So after going back in, the scene then flashes to later when Princess Cookie and Jake are seen outside with Bubblegum and a banana guard in a horse costume. Jake yells out that the horse is a trick, turns himself into a horse, and carries Princess Cookie away. They are then seen running through the can- cotton candy forest. Finn then appears in Jake's shadow, which is super great, mm-hmm. and asks him what he's doing. Jake replies that he is helping Princess Cookie achieve his dream. He then asks if he's with him or not, and Finn replies, "Not." Yeah, this is a that's a huge turning point. For yeah, sure. that, that's a, a a stronger moment than I think it intended to be. I think so too, and we'll talk more about that in a minute. Yeah. Is that cool? Jake then pushes him off of himself and dashes away from him with Princess Cookie. So Princess Cookie then tells Jake to stop, but Jake says that they're going to jump the candy gorge Simpson style. Or Thelma and Louise. Yep. Every great story's got the gorge. <laughs> so Princess Cookie then forcefully stops Jake. After stopping him, Princess Cookie says that he can't do this. The beginning guards are seen closing in, and Princess Cookie then willingly falls into the gorge in an attempt to end his own life. The banana guard is then seen taking pictures of Princess Cookie, who is very much alive, but is smashed into many pieces. Princess Cookie then yells, I globbed up! <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> The scene then flashes to the Candy Kingdom Mental Hospital. Princess Cookie and Candy Person are playing chess. So Jake then comes in and says that there is a delivery from the Grass Kingdom, a crown. So Princess Cookie takes it and places it on his head, signifying his transition into the royalty. The royalty into royalty. As Finn, Jake, and Princess Bubblegum watch on. The other people at the hospital then bow down to Princess Cookie and the episode ends. Do you think this episode's supposed to be as sad as it is? Because <laughs> a lot of it's played for laughs. I don't even know. I don't even know. But this is like a seriously, there's so many layers to this episode. Yeah. So many layers. Let's start with hostages. Okay. First off, how can you tell between someone that looks like a mailman or a milkman? Also, milkmen? Are there milkmen? Do they deliver milk in the in the early morning? I don't know. <laughs> I think there's cows. There's cows in the Candy Kingdom. Yeah, that's true. Is there a milk processing plant, you think? Probably, yeah. 
Okay, was, also. Like, we know the Candy Kingdom's got a lot going on. It has a lot going on. There's some, like, broad assumptions of, like, the structural, like, infrastructure that is, is like, established at the Candy Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Also, if there's a candy orphanage, are there candy case managers to manage their cases? I assume so. That's just insane. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what the licensing um, procedure is. Who's Alvin? Alvin's Hot Juice Box. I don't know. It's like Don Juan Terry Tempo from that other episode. It's like <laughs> the season's full of I'm great Don lines. Don Juan Terry Tempo. Great lines that make no sense. Yeah. And I also have thoughts about the mental hospital. There's signs in there that say, like, stay calm, don't run, like, things like that. And, yeah. like, that's, like, super sad. Uh, really generic um, expressions on them. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's his name is in there? The Royal Tart Toter from the Tarts episode. Yeah. I always yeah. wondered what happened to him. That's crazy. <laughs> there we go. And know. and when we show when it showed the uh, the, the candy orphanage, mm-hmm. I thought that was uh, a young peppermint butler, and yeah, I thought dude. he's in the scene too as older peppermint butler. So it's not him. Maybe it's a family member. Yeah, maybe or just a member of the peppermint. So species. what did you <laughs> <laughs> what did you like about this episode? Everybody who's a major character in this one has a good story. Uh, I really like Jake's. This is a Jake arc episode. You it don't is. get too many of those up Mm-mm. to this point in the show. Mm-mm. And I've really, like, for me, the, uh, the stand-up moment for Jake in this one was when he's running off with Princess Cookie and asks yeah. Finn if he's on his side. And Finn's like, no, he's like, all right, man, well, I got to cut you loose. Because we've never seen that on, no, we haven't. from Jake before. Yeah, and I, I think what's interesting is that, you know, we here we have Finn, who is like, you know, the white horse, right? He's the, the white knight. He, I called him a white horse. He's the white knight, and like he literally is invested in not doing anything to disrupt the order in the Candy Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. He's he's the champion of the of the candy people. Yeah, and it's really fascinating how Jake was able to relate, I guess, to this guy. Yeah, in a way that he was willing to sacrifice it all. I mean, what was his end game? You know, like he jumps across the, across the gorge and uh, is that the end of the kingdom? Did the jurisdiction end there? I guess. And what happens to Jake when he comes back? Is he right. going to jail? Right. And the other thing is there's never consequences for Finn and Jake. No, there's not. They get a get out of jail free card all the time. All the time. But they, they've saved the kingdom a bunch of times at this point already too. Yeah, that's true. Or a few times at least. But, yeah, I just think it's really cool because, like, a lot of the time, you know, it's Finn's story and he's the one who's, like, he's the moral compass of the episode. Mm-hmm. And Jake's just kind of along for the ride a lot of the time. Yeah. And this time, it's like, uh, Jake is, like, this is the one time where he's, like, okay, this is where I'm drawing the line. This is wrong. I can't stand by this. Right. I'm going to do the right thing, whether you're on my side or not. Yeah, it's so interesting. Yeah. It's, just, it's funny because, sorry. No, you. I don't. I don't know if the writers meant for this episode to be as layered as layered as it is. It feels like it is supposed to be like a middle of the road kind of a, a filler episode. Yeah, with you know, with like a lot of jokes and stuff like that. But there's just there there's some depth in this one. There is. There's a lot of. Okay, let's also talk about like how the guy tried to kill himself at the end. Mm-hmm. It's heartbreaking. Yes, totally. And it's, his voice performance is so good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was the guy. Um, He's the best friend in Scrubs. Oh, that's right. Turk. Yeah. Donald Faison, right? Yeah. He did an amazing job. He did. Totally. You know, like this act of desperation and feeling like there's, you know, life is hopeless. Things are never going to get better, et cetera, et cetera. I I just think about how, man, where he must have felt so crappy to decide I'm going to fall off a gorge. Mm-hmm. To try and kill myself so I don't have to be in this world anymore. Yeah. It is, it's very dark. We, we haven't seen the show go there before. No. Where uh, a character's like, well, this is it for me. I'm done. Yeah. I just, I, I can't help but wonder why Jake didn't just stretch across the gorge. Yeah, right? We know he can. Yeah. Hmm. So, Interesting. I don't know. That always bugged me. Like, just stretch, man. <laughs> yeah. You've stretched farther than this. Exactly. There was a whole episode about how far you can stretch. Overall, though, I think it's awesome. Great episode. Uh, so, Matt, where was the snail? The snail was on top of the couch in the orphanage when it shows all the little candy kids being depressed. This is a really depressing episode <laughs> really as we're talking is. about it. I'm getting all bummed out over here. 
But at the same time, it's also really funny, too. Like, the jokes really lend. This one does such a good job balancing the kind of um, sadness in the story with the humor in it. With all the Finn being a shadow and mm-hmm. um, Princess Cookie, that actor does a great job balancing the humor, too. Because he is yeah. really funny in this, too. He is. It's true. Yeah, and Finn was the comic relief for once with Jake being the, the focal point. That is true, mm-hmm. and that and I think they did a good job of that. Yep. It's really, it, it's unique. This is a, uni- a more unique episode than I ever gave it credit for. Yeah, I agree. I say that. I've only seen this one time. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> All right, Matt, what was your favorite line? My favorite line is, I was just a little kid when I got dutied on Princess Cookie. Of course, dutied. Dutied. <laughs> Jake always wanted to be a... Milkman, a couple episodes ago, he always wanted to be a foot. <laughs> anyway, so what's your favorite line? Uh, I could dress up in all black, and it's like, like, ah, uh, I'm a shadow. That was, that was Finn. Love it. Yeah, he was really good on this. Good lines, good lines. Yep. So what's your favorite? Oh, actually, give me an impression of a character. I'm about to flip out, man, and take that crown. Awesome. That's Princess Cookie. <laughs> <laughs> My impression is, I wish I wrote down who this was, because of Alvin's hot juice box. I'm assuming that was Finn. Yeah. Could you do it one more time? You sound really like Tom Cruise. Alvin's hot juice box. That is very, that's a Tom Cruise line reading right there. Totally is. Totally is. <laughs> I am the last samurai. All right. Do you have any triv? Oh, some sweet triv. So the Candy Kingdom's military technology seems to have advanced significantly since Susan Strong. The largest improvement being the addition of candy helicopters mounted with advanced weaponry and two gunners with candy rifles. Why? That's nuts. Doesn't even make sense. Maybe it's uh, in case, like, uh, the lich comes back or something. Oh, I guess. Yeah. Okay. But guns? Do we need guns? I wonder if they even shoot. Yeah. It's probably candy? Like candy corn. <laughs> I love candy corn so much. Yes, you do. It's so good. <laughs> I'm glad you like it. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan. It's so good. I like to bite off each color. Mm, Nom, nom, nom. I used to make it into vampire fangs, too. Oh, that's cute. I also learned today that Matt used to drink bag milk in elementary school. And they would would do tournaments. Yeah. With home, like, sort. Matt, can you explain it? Okay. So, listeners in Canada will get this concept. Bagged milk. So, instead of coming in a carton, it comes in, like, a plastic bag. Yeah, like a gloop. Like a like a little blob. Yeah, and you can't hold it in your hands. No, Matt, no. It, how did you drink it? So how you drink it is you just plop it down on the counter or table or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you poke a, a how straw. How did it not roll away? Because it was like, it was shaped like a, um, how do you describe it? I you know. A little square. Yeah. It was almost like a, <laughs> how do you describe it? Plop I don't it. know. <laughs> it, it's like, imagine like a pillow shape. Okay. In bag form, like plastic, like a little bl- Plastic pillow. Okay. Filled with water. So like a Capri I mean, filled Sun. Filled with milk, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> well, Capri, Suns, Capri Suns have a, a bottom to them. Yeah. And you can stand them up. These just kind of flop down. Okay. And then you poke a straw into it, but the milk doesn't leak because the straw was there a, stops it Was there leaking. like a place for the straw to be poked in? Nope, or was it just like... anywhere. That's so weird. How did, the, how did the milk not leak out of the sides of the straw? You know, it's like when somebody in a movie gets like stabbed or something, it's like, oh, don't take it out because you're going to bleed out. So that that's violent, but that, it's like whatever's stuck in there is what's stopping you from bleeding out. Okay. Same deal, but milk form. Okay. So, <laughs> so you drink your regular milk fast, and then you'd blow up the inside of it with air from the straw, mm-hmm. and poke the straw through both sides, and then all the air would still be trapped in the bag. Right. And then you'd be like, all right, well, I see you got cake with your lunch. I'm going to battle you for your cake. And you'd both poke at each other's milk bag. <laughs> With a straw, and whoever pops the other one wins the cake or brownie or whatever disgusting. I <laughs> love everything us. about this so much. It's a very Canadian thing, but it leaked into uh, New Hampshire when I was a kid. That is so funny to yeah. me. If anybody else knows about bagged milk, let us know because I I feel like I'm the only one here. You are the only <laughs> one here. <laughs> I have to give a shout out to a podcast I love called Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast because they brought up this whole bagged milk topic a few weeks ago and they've been talking about it nonstop ever since. So my question is, do they get gallon bag milk or is it just the small bag milks? Small, or at least for us. In Canada, they they get like gallon bagged milk. And 
Yeah. It hurts my head to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> it made sense to me as a kid. I, 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 of course, because that's all you knew as a kid. Yeah, I think like you, at you first guys, I'm like, oh, it's in a bag. What do I do with this? You guys didn't have milk in cartons like normal kids. Nope. I love the sword thing, though. I think that's the cutest thing it ever. It was fun. Yeah, I bet. It was like, oh, okay, well, we didn't, you know, it was 90s elementary school. Our yeah. lunches were disgusting. Sure. And You know what my favorite lunch was? Nacho Day. Nacho, nacho day, day was the best. Our nachos sucked, too. Really? <laughs> they were awful. Oh, man, you're missing out. <laughs> Our pizza was bad. How do you screw up pizza? How do you screw up pizza? I don't know, but they did. Also, I like the chicken sandwiches. I thought those were pretty good. Only mm. when they were juicy, though, because sometimes they'd overcook them and they'd be really dry, and then I'd regret my life. Oh, man. There was one year in elementary school where I transferred to a, a school in Rhode Island for a year. I said a year twice. And we had like little Caesars sometimes oh. for lunch. And I was like, is what? this what it's like to be rich? What? That is crazy town. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Living the dream in New or, uh, Rhode Island with yeah. little Caesars. <laughs> the downside was we were in Rhode Island. <laughs> I can say that. I was born there. Oh, gosh. Okay, we should get back to our sweet treat triv. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. As I mentioned earlier, um, there are posters in the mental hospital saying you stay calm, you're special, don't run, and be happy. Mm-hmm. Ugh. So okay, that- so, okay, I, I've worked at an inpatient psychiatric unit. I was clinical director. And, like, come on, guys. Come on. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. So this episode is re-rated TVPGV when it aired on TV in 2018. The rating came back to PG, but on Hulu it still has the V sub-rating, which is, you know, V for violence. Right, probably because of the hostage situation. Hostage situation and attempted suicide. Yeah. Princess Bubblegum and Peppermint Butler appear not to have physically changed since the visit to the orphanage, despite baby snaps and his clear difference in age. This, I think that is something that comes up in a later episode. That's terrifying. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, she's not human. She's, like, made of candy. Yeah. And electricity. Yep. So that makes sense. Yes, it does. Sure sure seems to fit. Yeah. I think it's covered in an episode you haven't seen, though, so I don't want to say too much. Okay, I won't. We won't pursue further. New. A candy kid similar to Peppermint Butler is seen in the orphanage when Baby Snaps is telling his story. Yeah, we talked about that earlier. Um, and as we mentioned, uh, it's revealed in this episode that Jake has always wanted to be a mailman. <laughs> Jake's always wanted to be a lot of things. <laughs> Jake is just Jake. Jake is Jake. What he wants to be changes on like a minute-to-minute basis. Yes, that's uh, that's 100% accurate. Yep. So uh, do you want to hear what your prediction was for this episode based on its name? Yeah, I, I suppose that could be advantageous. Yeah, here we go. So your uh, your guess based on the name Princess Cookie is... Princess Cookie is in need of a special liquid to dunk into. She sends Finn and Jake to seek out the golden liquid. <laughs> that will be the purest liquid of all. Golden liquid. Golden liquid. So <laughs> that's so funny. That okay. So as far as creativity goes, like, that's a, that sounds really funny and random. Something <laughs> that day. As far as how close it was, Princess Cookie is in need of something, not a liquid to dunk into, but. A crown to dunk its head into. <laughs> His head. Since Finn and Jake. Hey, Matt. Yeah? Stretch Armstrong called. He wants to stretch back. Oh, God. <laughs> You're getting a C. <laughs> that was so bad. I could not I could hardly even say it. You got a C. <laughs> C plus an A averages out to like a B minus. Here we go. You're doing all right, kid. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think you're, you're going to need a prediction for the next one because you've already seen it. I've seen Card Wars like 15 times. You've seen and it like. I love it. Half as many times as you've seen Up a Tree. Yes, that is accurate. Listeners are probably like, why do these two love Up a Tree so it's much? So good. That's why. <laughs> Any last thoughts about this episode? Oh, great episode. I really enjoyed it. If it's one that you don't watch too regularly, I'd say give it another watch. It's. It's really good. Um, you know, there's a lot of movies with gorges, and one of my favorites is uh, Star Wars. Return of the Jedi? I mean, Star Trek. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, with young... the Beastie Boys, Young, What's-His-Face. Captain Kirk? Yep. That's the one. Yeah. Oh, wow. Good call. Love it. I love that movie. Love. Yeah. If you haven't watched it, you should watch it. Yeah. 2009 right. Star Trek. Yum. I used to watch that, like, every day. Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. I, well, no, 
I even before I met you. <laughs> it was my comfort movie. Come on. Everybody's got a comfort movie. Yeah, dude. Now it's Crazy Rich Asians. We so. have very different comfort movies, you and yeah, I. Yeah, I know. Yours is Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th, two. parts one, two, and three. Yep. You keep watching them over and over. Are over you okay? Every a few times every month. Do you need Princess Cookie to cuddle with? No, those movies are just comfort food for me. I like scary movies. <laughs> um, and it's something about like that eighties feel to it. It's just like nostalgia. You know, I have decided to take a break from scary movies. I've been like supporting Matthew and watching scary movies with him because I'm a good wife. Yes, you are. But I've become way too scared. We watched The Nun like. Three weeks ago? Yeah. I'm still having nightmares. Oh, no. Still having a hard time falling asleep at night because I'm afraid the nun's going to come out of the darkness and kill me. It's funny because you you liked the other Conjuring movies. I did. I really did. And then this one just scared the bejeepers out of me. That's funny because I thought it was less scary than the regular Conjuring movies. Yeah, I don't know what it is. (sighs) Scary movies. I can't even. I love them. I I woke up this morning at like 5 a.m. and watched a scary movie. Yep. That seems about right. The Wicker Man, not the Nicolas Cage one. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're strange so far from talking. Oh, goodness. <laughs> All right, should we get to our next episode? Let's do it. All right. So, on to our next episode, Card Wars. IMDb rating of 8.4. N- uh, overall number 92. Directed by Larry Leachlider, Adam Muto. Uh, written and storyboarded by Sam LeVay, Xiaophone, and Bert Yun. Original air date, July 16th, 2012. Unknown amount of U.S. viewers. July 16th. What's today's date? Ooh, the 7th. Oh, yeah, we're, we're way off. Okay, well, hey. Not way off. I mean, it's not like December 16th. <laughs> yeah, we're almost on the anniversary of this episode. That's yeah, cool. it's kind of cool. I would even release it on the day if we weren't like eight years behind releasing this episode. No kidding. And the title Five card- times, Matt. Five, Five times. times. I can't believe it. This is it. our first, first, <laughs> our fifth attempt. I'm so glad that we're I'm so glad that we're recording this tonight. Yeah, me too. Oh. So the title card shows oh man, so Bemo and Jake playing card wars in the woods and Bemo looking not thrilled with Jake who's laughing in his face. Jake's a jerk in this episode. Yeah. And the title card works as like a prequel to the episode. Totally does. I love it. Yeah. I want this to be my tattoo. It's a good one. I'm gonna get an adventure time tattoo, I decided. I don't know what yet, but I wanna get something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm really curious what it's going to be. I, I, <laughs> Matt's like, yeah, except I'm never getting a tattoo. No, I would. Like, if what? I get a tattoo, I'll get an Adventure Time tattoo as my first tattoo. Are you really? Yeah, I would totally do it. The thing no is, way. I need to find the perfect image of this show for me. Okay, like, yes, I agree with that. And we better start looking because we better get something together. I might do the squirrel from up a tree or something. I don't no, know. Matthew. <laughs> no, Matthew. Nobody would catch that reference. Why would you do that? Riding a Frisbee. Maybe with Finn. Yeah, yeah. Finn and... Uh, you aren't getting that tattoo. Girl. No, I'm not getting that tattoo. <laughs> I might get something from the show, though. It, it, it's I really got to think about it, though. Yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway, on to the synopsis. Yes. The episode starts at the tree fort with... <laughs> I thought I said fart. The tree fort. <laughs> the tree fort with Finn eating sandwiches and drinking juice on the couch. Jake soon walks into the room with a box and sighs obnoxiously to get Finn's attention. (sighs) (laughs) Finn asks what's in the box, and Jake eventually explains that the box contains the cards to play card words. Uh, Jake explains that Lady Rainicorn does not want to play with him anymore because he always beats her. I'm surprised she's still dating him after playing that game. No (laughs) kidding. Also, this sounds like when Matt is like, (sighs) he does that little like, Sigh. Exasperated sigh. That yes. clearly means I want attention. Yes, it's really funny. <sighs> so Finn then tells Jake. Oh, also, I, I got to point out that when Finn's eating at the beginning, he's eating something, takes a sip of something, and instantly falls asleep. Instantly. Instant. He's like, Matt, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I fall asleep so much faster than I used to. You fall asleep ridiculously fast. Yeah. It's crazy. That I don't means know what you, that's about. Well, it means that you don't get enough sleep. Yeah. This is not a health podcast, so. No, no. I feel like I'm sleeping too much. Anyway, Finn tells Jake that he wants to play, and they begin setting up a table with snacks as Bimo walks by. So Jake asks Bimo uh, to play with them, but Bimo says, I do not play such games with Jake. One of my favorite Bimo lines ever. So great. Uh, shrugging off Bimo's cryptic words, Finn and Jake decide the stakes. The winner will be cool guy, and the loser will be a dweeb. 
Jake fills two cups with soda, then adds coffee grounds, beetle butter, grape jelly, kimchi, and ham chunk juice <clears throat> to one. Finn laments the loss of a perfectly good soda, but Jake quickly writes the labels on the cups and says that this is part of the stakes. The winner will get the normal cool guy cup, and the loser will drink from the gross dweeb cup. Yeah. Oh, and also the the mixture in the dweeb cup is just like this disgusting pink, like, like fleshy color. It's disgusting. It's also, so nasty. what's ham chunk juice like? Ham chunk juice. Is that like? juice from ham only and how do they juice it Ew. do they put it through a juicer so it's chunky so well, I, I assume it's what? like pulpy orange no juice, no but with like strains of no porks. stop you just okay stop <laughs> we're stopping this reminds me of a song i like called pork soda wait what yeah there's a song by prime it's called <laughs> on their album is called pork soda and the song is like an ad for a fake soda that's made from pig gross it's like grab yourself a can of pork soda that's like moxie I'd rather have pork soda than moxie. Really? <laughs> I, I, that stuff is so nasty to me. Oh, <laughs> uh, Oh yeah. So after Finn agrees, Jake explains the rules of card wars, which takes two hours. So Jake then sets up his kingdom and prepares to start the game, noticing that Finn has fallen asleep from the long-winded explanation of the rules. So Finn says to start anyway, despite Jake's protesting. He's like, you're not going to get the game. He's like, yeah, I'll get it. So the two begin playing. Both players floop their land cards, and Jake reminds Finn to keep his hand hidden to avoid giving him a strategic advantage. <laughs> How does he say it, Matt? Strategic advantage. He then begins his turn by activating the Silo of Truth, which then shows him all of the cards in Finn's hand. Jake mocks Finn's hand, but takes one of Finn's card cards called Cerebral Bloodstorm, which magically flies into his hand. By the way, the synopsis, we're going to be... Going through details about how this game is played, so you really want to watch this episode before letting before is, listening to the podcast, guys. It's so good. Yeah, this this is a great episode. This is like top ten of all episodes. Great episode. I would totally put it in there too. Yeah. So entering his battle phase, Jake proceeds to summon his Husker Knights for an attack on Finn's schoolhouse, backed by a stolen cerebral bloodstorm. <laughs> so, when prompted to defend, Finn asks if his cool dog, an ancient scholar, can uh, defend against the knights, which Jake laughs off as obviously impossible. So Finn, Finn then floops the pig. I floop the pig. I floop the pig. Uh, Jake scoffs at this, telling Finn that creatures must be, quote, activated to attack or defend, not flooped. However, Finn notes that the pig can be flooped, activating its effect, which, to Jake's horror, results in the pig marching into his kingdom and eating his cornfields. Since the Husker Knights are powered by cornfields, the pig inadvertently causes them to fall apart, negating Jake's attack. The comedy genius in this episode is the little pig on this on this game board. Because like everything else looks so intense and you got like these warriors and everything, cerebral bloodstorms. It's just like this derpy looking little pig. Yep. He's causes cute. so much damage. He's like babe. Yeah, he is like babe. He's adorable. If I had words, I'd make a day for you. I love that song. Good movie. Swoon me, Matt. Hmm? Serenade me, Matt. Those are all the words I know. <laughs> <laughs> Best part of the movie. Yeah, it is. I love that. I love that. Oh, good movie, babe. Mm. Mm. Oh. So oh. For... <laughs> oh, that's my <laughs> uncle. <laughs> He'd say, he gets so excited about everything. Oh, Matthew. Oh, this this soup is heaven. Oh. <laughs> Let's get in with them. Oh, fresh powder like this. Don't get it in Rhode Island. <laughs> oh. he, he, I could t- I could testify that he is really like this. It's, it's it sounds so much what like. What does he say about the ladies, Matt? Oh, Matthew, the honeys. Oh, there's some there's some honeys out there. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a funny guy. He is funny. I don't think he realizes how funny he is. And he is so nice too, and his and his auntie Donna is so sweet. The, the sweetest person in the world. Yeah, and. So, <laughs> <laughs> so many side tangents tonight. Yeah, but I can't help it. I can say one more thing about Uncle Steve. You know, like <laughs> he'll ask you a question and then you'll answer it, and he'll just keep looking at you. And he's like, mm, mm. "I'm like, I already answered. I, I have nothing more to say about that." <laughs> like, Matthew, the, the lasagna, good, huh? I'm like, it is good. He's like, mm. <laughs> "Yes, it's good." <laughs> I don't, keeps looking at you like he's waiting for more response. <laughs> oh. Anyway, <laughs> he's such a character. Yes, he's he is the epitome of like Rhode Island New Englander guy. <laughs> oh, Matthew! <laughs> I gotta stop. 
I was at the beach the other day and all the honey's out there. <laughs> oh, heaven. <laughs> so Jake's cerebral bloodstorm only destroys his own troops since Finn is not attacking. So Jake is upset at Finn's progress, but Finn explains that it's just logic that the pigs eat corn. So unable to argue with the results, Jake grimly announces the end of his turn. So Finn seems uncertain how to proceed with the beginning of his turn. And Jake tells him that he needs to discard a card from his hand and draw a new one. All As- upset. <laughs> Go ahead. That's it. Okay. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> as Finn does so, Jake mocks him as a, quote, babe in the woods, warning that Finn's beginner's luck ends this round. However, Finn surprises his friend by adding two new buildings to his kingdom, Spirit Tower and the Cave of Solitude. In his own battle phase, Finn sends his pig to the Cave of Solitude for a nap and sends his ancient scholar to study in the schoolhouse. A bewildered Jake asks if Finn is planning to attack, but Finn explains that he'll attack on another turn. So as Finn's turn ends, Jake gleefully declares that fate has turned in his favor, declaring his intent to destroy Finn's pig and regain the advantage on his turn. So he plays Field of Nightmares to summon a legion of earlings to scare Finn's pig to death. So Finn points out that they cannot, as they are unable to enter the Cave of Solitude. So Jake attempts to cast Teleport to bring the pig out, but Finn notes that Teleport only works on the caster's creatures. So Jake admits that Finn's, he is correct. Confident in his position, Finn taunts an increasingly flustered Jake, declaring that he is the cool guy. The taunt, however, gives Jake an idea. He excitedly uh, floops his volcano despite Finn's shocked protests. Although the resulting lava flow annihilates most of Jake's own kingdom, a stray rock destroys Finn's cave, along with the pig inside it. Happily that he finally killed the pig... Jake plays Reclaim Reclaim Landscape to restore his kingdom to its original state, reviving his Husker Knights in the process. Yeah, during this, when um, when Finn's taunting Jake, they would do like these gross close-ups on Finn's face, and like yeah. the animation looks all creepy. And we've seen this in past episodes. There's like one animator on the team of the show that's, that is like an expert at that. They always yeah. go to him for these. It's so good. I don't typically like that, but in this instance, I think that it works really well, and yeah. I appreciate that they did it for effect. Me too. Oh. Oh. So next, Jake moves his useless swamp card to reveal the Immortal Maze Walker. Underneath, a powerful-looking spirit creature that does triple damage if its controller has cornfields in their kingdom. With a triumphant scream of, I told you cornfields are awesome, Jake prepares to attack, only for Finn's ancient scholar to emerge from the undamaged schoolhouse. So Finn explains that his scholar has been studying a Raise the Dead ability, which he uses to resurrect the pig. Jake looks on in frustration as Finn floops the pig, once more devastating Jake's knights by destroying his cornfields. Finn then notices that his spirit tower is doing a thing as it brings Jake's immortal maze walker over to Finn's side. Aghast at the gawking of his maze walker, Jake walks away from the table, grumbling to himself in frustration. So... Finn's a little worried, and he suggests that they take a break, only for Jake to grow to huge size and dangle Finn off his fingers, saying, like, you play, you play. We've all played a board game with some... Well, I just hit my microphone. We've all played a board game with somebody who acts like this. It's yeah. the worst. The worst. So Finn's like, I need to go to the bathroom or the boy, sti- the boy style room so he can get away from the table and find people. He, like, backflips out of his chair. After dropping on Finn's head with its Bimo Chop attack... Bimo explains that this is the last time it beat Jake in Card Wars. Jake did not talk to it for a month. Finn realized that his well-intentioned attempt to cheer Jake up is only making things worse, and Bimo suggests that he will have to, quote, take a dive. As Jake pulls Finn from all the way upstairs to the table, again demanding that he play the game, Finn decides to intentionally lose. Yeah. I don't like that message. No. Also, uh, Bimo's comedy in this episode is on point. Totally on point. It's great. So when he does the BMO chop, he's like, BMO chop, if this were a real attack, you'd be dead. <laughs> so uh, Finn declares that he's about to use his ultimate attack, to which Jake replies that he still has his wandering bald man. However, instead of sending the immortal Maze Walker to finish the game, he chooses to send his pig into battle. And the pig moves into a muddy section of Jake's kingdom to attack his last creature, the wandering bald man. And a pathetic but suspenseful battle ensues. To both Finn and Jake's dismay, the pig wins the battle, and a scowling Jake prepares to admit defeat. However, 
As the pig begins to return to Finn's side, it gets stuck in the mud and falls under Jake's control. This causes Jake to regain his excitement since pigs cannot leave mud landscapes once they enter. He gleefully declares, the pig is mine! The pig is mine! He then plays another reclaim landscape card to restore his cornfields before summoning Archer Dan to destroy all of Finn's buildings with corn-tipped arrows. There are a few something-something Dans in this show. There's Archer Dan and Whisper Dan. (laughs) Whisper Dan was um, from the the Goblin Hams episode. Actually, uh, when I was uh, trying to put my own music out, I put it out under the name Whisper Dan. That's really funny. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, hmm. Whisper Dan. Whisper Dan. Google search. (laughs) I think it took it all down. Oh, boo. It might be out there. So anyway, for his final move, Jake summons a large Reaper-like creature that takes control of all of Finn's creatures. So Jake triumphantly explains that he has won, since Finn has no creatures left. Finn congratulates Jake, even as the dog rubs his face in the game board and hands over the dweeb cup. After taking a sip, Finn claims that it's good and asks Jake if he wants to try it. And a surprised gullible Jake obliges. He then immediately spits it out because it is disgusting. And Finn Jake jokingly calls him a dweeb. The scene clo- then closes with the two of you... The- Two of them still sipping the gross drink together while Bimo shakes his head at them in disappointment and, and skateboards like, away. Skateboards away. I love that little detail. Yep. Is this how I'm trying to remember if like Bimo was big into skateboarding before this because I know Bimo does a lot of skateboarding throughout the series now. I think so. I can't remember. Because remember the uh, the time sandwich episode where Bimo was frozen midair yeah. on the skateboard? Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about this episode. Yeah, this episode blows. What? I'm joking. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm joking. What's the message of this episode? The message of this episode is if you have a friend who's a poor sport, let them win. Terrible so, message. So poor sports are okay? According to this show. Well, okay, so here's what I'm imagining. You know, Bimo's saying, well, Jake wouldn't talk to me for a long time after I beat him in this game. Yeah. So maybe Finn sees it as, okay, I take the dive this one time. So that I can avoid Jake not talking to me for a month. And after I take this dive, I just never have to play this game again. That's true. That's true. But it is still a reinforcing negative behavior. It is, 100%. Um, also, I have an alternate message. Is Corn King, is this episode sponsored by Big Corn? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it feels like it is, right? There's a lot of corn in that game. Yeah, it is. It's great. Finn is hilarious in this episode, and I think he's just like, it goes back to like the innocent kid version of Finn. He's like, no, but he's like really smart, right? Like, I think first, the first mistake that Jake had is underestimating Finn's intelligence. Yeah. Okay. And and then Finn just being like, whatever, like cool guy Finn. I don't know. Like, it, it, it was... I don't know. It's just... I thought this episode was just lovely. Yeah, me too. I, I think this is one of those like you know, this is another one that's like intended to be kind of a filler. Yeah. But yeah. it's a perfect filler episode. It totally is. And it's I think it's kind of like a perfect episode. I think so too. I have zero problems with the story of this episode. And I agree. I love the I love Finn and Jake just hanging out episodes. Mm-hmm. And I you know, I mean, yes, we've been kind of like throwing static towards Jake for being kind of a jerk in this episode, but I think that this is not really Jake, right? Like this is Triggered Jake. Yeah, it's something else. But it's well-meaning Finn helping Jake feel less isolated and sad because, you know, Finn loves Jake and wants him to be happy. And um, and then Jake just losing sight of the bigger picture, you know, until yeah. Finn, like, grounds him again, which he does. Yeah. As evidenced by the drink, you know? Yeah. It is. It, it's, it's an interesting ending. Yeah. Like, how you're supposed to feel about how it all went down. Yeah. Yeah. But it's so much fun. It is. It's a, it's a really fun episode. I love the animation in this episode. I love the concept of cardboards. I, I think it's so creative and I applaud. I, I applaud the writers for this episode yeah, because it's so, it's so beautiful. It's uh, great. Yeah. I knew that this was going to be like a big episode to handle in the podcast because this is a beloved episode among the, the fandom. Yeah. And I was like, how are we going to do this one justice? Just talking about it. But you know what? I feel like we did an okay job. <laughs> <laughs> what did you like most in this episode? Most in this episode, flooping the pig. Just yeah. the the little joke of this one little the, little the little pig that could. Yes. Yeah. The little pig that could. I love that. I flooped the pig. Yeah. I re- 
remember um, watching this episode for the first time and you just laughed like, so hard. I did laugh so hard. I mean, I laughed like a lot with this episode, but like, but just like that, I agree that simple line. Like, I flipped the pig. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> what is this? What do what don't I know? I think the cool thing about this episode is that it didn't feel like an 11 minute episode. It felt like a movie. Yeah. Right. Like. You get a whole story within 11 minutes and it's like a complete and whole story and not a, oh, we're all jolly in the end. I mean, yeah, they were, but at the same time, it was kind of like, I just like negated myself. But I just feel like I got this really cool, unique experience and I was able to take it with me and it was only 11 minutes. Yeah. They wrote so much into these 11 minutes Mm -hmm. and it worked. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it so much. Me too. There are a lot of lines from this episode that I use in my daily life. Yeah. Like, I'm a cardboard Super Amadeus. He does use Super Amadeus all the time. And calling someone Banoo-noo-noo-noo-noos. I do that uh, not too often, but I do it sometimes. And I do not play such games with Jake. And I, I flip, flip the, the pig. pig. <laughs> I say all these lines in life. <laughs> Matt, where is the snail? Ooh. Oh, good question. The snail was on top of the stove when Jake is staring longingly out the window at the beginning. Snail Watch 2021. Snail Watch 2021. There's no Phil faces in this episode or the last episode. I forgot to mention that. Matt, what was your favorite line? I do not play such games with Jake. I think we've said that like 14 times. Yes, we have. It's a good line. (laughs) Bemo. And mine is, I flooped the pig from Finn. So (laughs) good. One of us had to use that one. Yes, totally. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Give me your impression. Okay. I love corn. <laughs> it's the immortal Maze Walker. So good. So good. Thank you. Mine is Bimo Chop. If this was a real attack, you'd be dead. I love it. Awesome. Good job. Thanks. It's a good Bimo. All right, Matt. Let's get to some trivia. Uh, let's do it. Let's get to some trivia. <laughs> this episode was turned into a mobile game, Adventure Time Card Wars. A wiki for this game can be found at Card Wars Wiki. Cool. I have no interest in playing Card Wars. The game <laughs> looks like such what? a pain in the butt. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's too many rules. I can't stand games with too many rules. Oh, my goodness. See, this This is like playing a game with Matt, except that, like, Matt's not a sore loser. Neither am I. No, no, no. no I would say neither of us is a sore loser. Yeah. But, uh, so, at the beginning when Jake's, uh, not Jake, um, when Finn's falling asleep during the rules. That's me during a lot of these Straight kind of games. Up. And Straight up. The difference is he ends up being really good at the game anyway. I just suck <laughs> at the game. After, I'm like, ah, oh, there's too many rules. I don't know what's going on. And he gets frustrated and then he never wants to play again. I don't want to play this game anymore. So a preview of this episode was shown on July 14th during Cartoon Network's Big Fan Weekend 2012. Only 14 cards in the game were used. And I'm not going to list all of them, but there are only 14. Yeah. We've listed them all in the episode. So this is the first time Jake has referred to Finn as Finn Human. You're a charmer, Finn Human. It was really funny. The same music played in the title card is also played when the pig gets activated and eats Jake's cornfields. Oh, cool. The pig that Finn uses during the gameplay slightly resembles Mr. Pig. Makes sense. Cool. So you did not have a prediction for this episode because you've seen it before, but do you want to predict what the next episode's about based on its name? Yes, more than anything. And that episode is Sun, the Son of Mars or Sons of Mars? Sons, Sons of Mars. Sons of Mars. All right. So Finn and Jake are invited to a party. At the party, Magic Man crashes the party, stealing the music of the party. Finn and Jake, upset that the groove is gone, go after Magic Man. Magic. Man. To retrieve the music to get their groove on. Awesome. Yeah. I so I don't want I don't want to give too much away. You have no idea how close you are on this one. <laughs> I'm so shocked. I'm this really excited amazing. about it. I'm really, really excited about it. Yeah. It'll be great. Hey Matt, guess what? What? We have some listener feedback. Listener feedback. What? Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. So we have a new five star review on Apple Podcast, which is, by the way, the best way to help get the show out there. And it is by Violet Won't Say My Last Name. (laughs) That's a great name. The title is, You Need to Read the Books. And they say, Hello, this is Wolf the God's sister. I remember Wolf the God. If you remember him, you need to read the books. They're so cool, and it is fun to find the snail in them. My favorite is one where a bunch of people, with a bunch of people like Finn, Jake, Pepper, and Butler, Marceline, and more. It is so funny. 
my brother introduced me to your podcast, and they always make me smile. Bye. Hey, thank you so much. Hey, thanks. We appreciate it. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Thank Hmm. you so much. Cool. Matt? Yeah? I have some inspiring words to to take us home for the last end of this episode. I got it. What? I keep interrupting. Yes. Huh? Nothing. What? We're not allowed to talk to you. Because <laughs> <laughs> we have to bring it. We have to bring that episode up again. All right. Always be yourself. Unless you can be a unicorn, then always be a unicorn. Love it. And that's it. You've re- heard another episode of Oh My Glob and Adventure Time podcast. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get all of your podcasts at. Hey, don't forget that we have a phone number. It's an official, official phone number. You can leave a voicemail and your listener feedback and we'll play it on the air. Yeah. <laughs> that- and that phone number is 216-260-GLOB. Again, that's 216 260 Four five six two, and you can catch us on Facebook or Twitter at Oh My God Podcast, or email us at Oh My God Pass at gmail dot com. Yeah, yeah, boom. So I'm Amy. I'm Matt, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye.